Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Speak Environment podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Dawson. Today, I spoke with Ali Wodar, who is a recent graduate of the University of Florida, where she obtained a Bachelor of Arts in Sustainability Studies with a minor in Geography. As most undergrads, she's currently in a post-undergrad job hunt for a position in sustainability consulting. But in the meantime, she has developed a love for podcasting. Allie runs her own show called Earthminded, where she talks about various environmental issues that, quote, you should care about. Allie's episodes are immersive and short listening experiences in which she explores an environmental topic and frequently brings other voices into the conversation. After you're done listening to her answer my various questions here on the Speak Environment podcast today, you should head over to her show where she also interviewed me. Today, I wanted to talk to Allie about what it's like to be finished with her undergrad and also what it took to get there. And to begin to understand this journey to a sustainability studies degree, she takes us all the way back to middle school. Without further ado, here's Allie Wodar. So my name is Allie Wodar. My pronouns are she, her. And so let's see, where did my interest in sustainability start? Um, I think that one's kind of a tough, like it's hard to pinpoint exactly when, but I do remember in middle school, my family and I, we recent, like we had recently moved to South Florida um, in like a beach town. And one of my teachers had like a beach cleanup sort of thing. And I always like to go because I like to go to the beach anyway. And uh, it was kind of like a fun way to like see friends and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we basically you walk around and you pick up just trash that's on the beach. Like I remember we would find like old plastic toothbrushes and like all this random stuff that you wouldn't expect to find on a beach. And we just like pick it up and some of it could be recycled, some of it would just get thrown away, blah, blah, blah. But I think that was the first time that I, like, did something something actively for the environment. But then in school, I remember I was kind of deciding between a couple different majors, but sustainability has always been something that's really interesting to me. And personally, if I'm studying something and it's not interesting to me, I get burnt out like so easily. <laughs> so um, the reason I ended up studying it in school was really just because I didn't want to get burnt out. And I know I wouldn't get burnt out that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, with the majors that we end up choosing stem from early experiences. So, I mean, for me, my interest in environmental science started with like environmental documentaries or like nature documentaries and seeing like animals in their natural habitat. So beach cleanups and stuff like that are actually pretty formative experiences when we look back in hindsight of how this, you know, how our path even began, even though it doesn't feel like it in the moment, which is kind of cool to think about. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, I remember the first time I did the beach clean- cleanup, I was just like going to go say hi to my friends that were in my class with me. Um, but it's kind of a neat memory to think back on. So weird. <laughs> yeah. So um, you got your Bachelor's of Arts in Sustainability Studies from the University of Florida. Tell me about the most transformative or impactful experience during your undergrad that related to that sustainability studies degree and like why it was important to you. So probably one of my favorite classes, I got to do this research project that was at like this garden on campus. It was like kind of surreal because like in Gainesville where I live, it's like very much like a city setting. Um... And there's this garden on campus. It's, like, huge. It's right across the street from, like, a lake. And so it was, like, really cool to go there every day. 
um, we were testing the compostability of like different materials to like see how long they would take to break down in like a home composting setup. And uh, that was something that was really interesting to me because it wasn't a huge class and everyone there was like really nerdy about like bugs and soil and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of fun for me. Um, and I also got to learn how to compost and I actually compost. I live in like a duplex with a backyard mm. and I have I get to compost at home which is really cool um so that's probably probably one of my favorite experiences that I had um throughout my degree I guess yeah that sounds awesome um also super glad you're able to compost in your home I have heard from um members of like my environmental science club that they really want to compost but they live with roommates and um having just like a bin with stuff in it sitting on your kitchen counter is not ideal for everyone in the household so yeah I was that person when I <laughs> lived with roommates and I don't none of my roommates seem to like care or notice but I was definitely that person and it's a lot harder to like compost in an apartment than it is to compost like in just your backyard you know it's so crazy um but anyway I feel very lucky to have a backyard where I can compost now so that's kind of fun yeah cool um so on my show a couple of months ago I actually did an episode that kind of centered on the very academic definition of sustainability and seeing as though I'm speaking with a sustainability studies grad I think it only makes sense to kind of ask you what your definition of sustainability is Okay, first off, I listened to that episode that you made about sustainability, and it was awesome. It kind of made me wanted to listen to, like, more of your episodes, Um, so kudos, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate Um, it. I feel like sustainability is kind of becoming, like, a very vague term. Like, you'll see it on, like, jeans at, like, Macy's or something, like, oh, like, eco-friendly, sustain, and it doesn't really mean anything. You'll see it on, like, water bottles and you're like, why is this here? <laughs> um, so I always like to share like an actual definition of sustainability. And technically, there are multiple ones. But the one that I really like is one, it came out in like the 80s, I believe. And it is sustainability means meeting the needs of the current generation without compromising the needs of future generations. And I think that kind of surprises people that definition, because it doesn't actually like talk about the environment <laughs> at all um so it's it's very focused on like people and meeting our needs and I think it's part of why sustainability is kind of difficult because it's hard to figure out like oh what is something that we can do today that will have a positive impact in 50 years like we don't really know so Ali is right in saying that the most widespread definition of sustainability was only written in the 1980s It comes from the book called Our Common Future, or better known as the Brundtland Report, which was published in 1987. But as she mentioned, there are multiple definitions of sustainability out there, and here's another definition that she gave. And also, if you listen to my episode about defining sustainability, this is going to sound familiar. I think you might have talked about this in in your episode. Um, There are like three pillars of sustainability. There's the environment, there's the human or society aspect, there's the economic financial aspect and so these are like three things that you can use to think about whether something is truly sustainable so from these definitions we know that sustainability places a huge focus on the future 
But what about now? It's been three and a half decades since the first common definition of sustainability was written. What are some of the consequences that we're facing now because we didn't make sustainable choices in the 80s? Allie and I started talking about the changes that she is noticing in Florida, and well, it's not great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I I remember I got to sit in on this like talk in Miami. It was like mm-hmm. it was a Zoom meeting. I live in North Florida. And geez, I feel bad. <laughs> for coastal cities yeah oh, it sounds rough because they're they're trying to work on um like how they can get around the city through like waterways in the future um which is like not something i ever thought that people would have to worry about like it was surprising to me that they were talking about that but it's it's good that they're talking about that because it's gonna affect people in the future yeah and also i think that the situation what you were talking about the situation in florida with the like coastal city and like um sea level rise and things like that i have seen pictures i don't know if everybody's seen pictures of florida and like how the beaches are just like the water's coming up higher and higher and higher and people are driving through all this in crazy water it's insane yeah yeah there is some crazy flooding um where I, I remember like occasionally when I lived in South Florida um, in like high school, there was like flooding where like buses couldn't get to certain neighborhoods. So like school was canceled. Um, that didn't happen super often, but I'm sure it's going to happen more often. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. So after Allie and I finished lamenting over the fact that Florida is increasingly losing land coverage to the rising oceans, I wanted to know more about what her actual coursework was like during her degree. Here's what she had to say about that. Yeah, so at least in my major, um, what's it called? We really focus on um, a lot of different disciplines. It's like an interdisciplinary major. Going back to those three pillars, we focus a lot on environmental science. We learn about economics. We learn about politics and ethics and stuff like that. And bringing that all together you can find solutions that are sustainable. Um, So I think um, it's also a little bit different from other like disciplines because it's so new. Like sustainability isn't like biology that's been around for like forever. Um, So it's still growing and there's like a lot of nuance that goes into it. But I think it's very interesting um, to think about all the different aspects that go into it. I love what you just mentioned about sustainability being an interdisciplinary field of study, because I think that's a similar thing with environmental science. I have drawn from so many different scientific disciplines um, throughout my undergrad and my educational experience. So I imagine the same is goes for sustainability, where there's a lot of different similar academic fields that inform an approach. So... I think that's awesome. Need for collaboration is one big thing in scientific fields of like pulling from and learning from each other. I've learned that that's very crucial, being able to work with somebody else that maybe isn't studying the same thing as you, um, but, you know, has valuable knowledge that will help inform what you're doing um, in your own work. So, yeah, love that. So now that Allie has taken us all the way through her middle school to undergraduate experience, I really wanted to dive in and spend some time talking about what her post-undergraduate experience has been like so far. So if you're anything like me and you're getting ready to graduate university in the next few months, listen up. I mean, for the most part, it feels very nice. Um, 
I don't know. I was just always so busy when I was in school. So I feel like I have like more time to just like do random things. But it's kind of bittersweet because I really like learning. I really liked being in school, except for all like the stressful things that come with being in school. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I miss that a little bit. Um, But I think podcasting is definitely a nice outlet to like meet new people and like learn about things that I wouldn't have learned about otherwise. Um, So that's nice. But for the most part, I definitely like having graduated because now I go to work and I come home and I don't have homework. (laughs) Right. Like I remember when I had projects and stuff, I was just always, um, I was like, oh, I haven't finished this project. I should work on it, even though like you can't be finished with everything. You know what I mean? So it's kind of nice to not have to stress about that. Yeah, so it sounds like there's more balance between what you're doing for work right now and then, like, your personal life opposed to what it was like when you're, like, in school. Maybe you were working while you're in school as well and social life outside of those two things. Yeah, I felt like it was a lot to do. But, um, but yeah, now that I'm – I feel like there's definitely a better, like, this is work time. This is fun time. This is podcasting time, you know, like, so that's that's nice. Yeah. I think the con is I'm not like forced to learn about new things all the time, which I've, I actually find that kind of interesting and I think it's good. Like it helps you like grow as a person also, but the pro is I'm a lot less stressed, which is nice. (laughs) Love that. Any way to reduce stress in life is a good thing. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I'm asking this question um, kind of for me and also for people that are still not on the other side of their commencement date, but I'm just wondering, have you run into any post-undergraduate challenges that you think people don't talk about enough? I think, let's see, I think one issue is I didn't realize that job hunting would be as difficult as it was. Um, so yeah, so I would say if you're graduating soon, like you... <laughs> or you already graduated and you're job hunting like take it easy like be easy on yourself because I've heard like some crazy stories I think I applied to like 35 or 40 jobs it was a lot hold up 35 to 40 job applications that is insane luckily Allie found a full-time position after her very arduous job hunt and though she loves what she's doing now it's also not her dream job I asked her about her current position and also to describe what her dream sustainability-related job would look like. I am a web content specialist at uh, at the University of Florida, actually, for like their food and agricultural sciences um, department. Um, so it's actually it's kind of nice. I like it. But dream sustainability job. This is like a, a literal dream job would be like my podcast goes amazingly and that's my full-time job and that would be awesome because I really like podcasting and I feel like I'd love to do that all the time. Um, but more realistically, I feel like it would be cool to be like a sustainability like coordinator or specialist. There's a lot of like cities, city governments and like state governments that are hiring like sustainability specialists, whatever you want to like label it as. Um, And that's really cool because they get to like help implement programs to make cities more sustainable. And the other thing, the other cool job that I think would be cool would be something in environmental journalism. I think that would be cool. Hence me doing the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, going back to what you said, I think the podcasting industry has skyrocketed in the last like couple of years. Yeah. So it is very possible to make it a full-time job. So first of all, not unrealistic, you know? Thank you. (laughs) Keep working at it. Your show is amazing as it is. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So there's one thing. And the second thing um, with environmental journalism is I think that's an awesome fit too. Um, Because like you said, you already kind of have this technical knowledge of podcasting and audio hardware editing all of those different things, marketing, you know, so that's super cool too. And that's something that I am also interested in as like a dream job or like would be really cool if this was possible thing. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You should come on like a job interview for me and like hype me up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Put me down as one of your references. I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do it. At this point, my time with Allie was quickly coming to an end. Much to my dismay, my ad, because I had an amazing time talking to her. But I wanted to ask one final question to close out our conversation, and it is the all-encompassing what advice would you give to someone wanting to do what you did type of question. And of course, being the brilliant person that she is, she gave a very thoughtful and highlight practical answer. Um, what are some things that you wish you knew about your degree path before you set on it? And this is my way of getting around the like, you know, what advice would you have for somebody that is also interested in pursuing like a sustainability studies degree? If you have like something you're really interested in, like the sustainability field, look into getting like a minor or like kind of specializing in one thing. Like if you're really interested in renewable energy, either take a bunch of classes like that or like get a minor in it or something like that. If you can show you're interested in like one specific thing, it does help you in job applications, I've found. I definitely think specializing is a good good route to go down. I would say definitely study it. I think it's a really fun major. Last advice. I think my last piece of advice, it might sound a bit cheesy, but keep an open mind and be open to learning new things. Well, friends, that concludes my conversation with the lovely Allie Wodar. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to rate it on whatever platform you're listening to it on because it helps more people discover it. Also, if you want more of Allie and all things sustainability, you can find her show, Earth Minded, wherever you get your podcasts. Like I also mentioned at the beginning of the show, Allie also interviewed me. So if you want to hear more about me and my path on environmental science, you can head over to her show and listen to that as well. Thanks so much for listening as always, and I hope to talk to you again soon for another episode of the Speak Environment podcast.